Here we go. This is Coors Light's Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready? Right. Blue 42 is brought to you by Frost Brewed Coors Light. The mountains turn blue at 42 degrees. Blue 42. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Bob. How are you now? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing well. How about yourselves? Oh, not so bad. Just getting hyped for tomorrow. We got Danny on Team Syracuse. We got me, of course, rocking the orange right now. So, Bump, I'm assuming, of course, <laughs> being my friend and all, you're going to be rooting for Syracuse this weekend. <laughs> hey, man, if if you went to Q's, I'm rocking with Let's you. Go. Let's go orange. Get it. I, I haven't rooted for Syracuse since Carmelo Anthony was there. So, oh, dang. I haven't rooted up, bring up good times. I haven't rooted for Syracuse ever. I hate that program. <laughs> I I hate them. Except I for hate this them. Year. Why? Yeah. I. Oh, there's a long list. We we can get into that a little bit later. Starts with Ronnie Cycling. It does not end there. Also, uh, you I, grew up rooting for an inferior program, Georgetown. So you know, I did like did. Georgetown. Yeah. Um. But I like Buddy Buckets, man. Buddy Buckets is fun to watch. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy Buckets, dude. That guy can make it rain. Very excited for the tournament. We'll talk more about the tournament in about half an hour or so, along with your chance to open the gates to T-Mobile Park to open up the season. Question one for you, Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks made a couple of moves yesterday. Of course, Jaron Reed, we're not 100% sure what's going to take place. He will either be released or traded, it sounds like. Also, Carlos Dunlap back in the fold. So, with those changes, add in Shaquille Griffin's departure to Jacksonville, too. The Seahawks' defense is one of these three. Multiple-choice question. It's progressing, it's still at the status quo, or it is regressing compared to the team it was, the defense it was in 2020. Man, it's progressing to me. It's progressing. You sign Kerry Hyder. That's eight and a half sacks right there. You're bringing Dunlap back. He had five and eight games. Yes, you let Jay Reed go, who had, what, eight and a half sacks, I believe, last year. But it's kind of like, obviously, we know why Jay Reed's not going to be here. It was so you can get Carlos Dunlap. And the impact that Carlos Dunlap had on this defense was crazy. Before he got here, they had eight sacks. Excuse me, 12 sacks in eight weeks. After that, boom, they bumped it up there around 46, 47 sacks, seventh in the league. No denying what Carlos Dunlap did. Now you can look at Jay Reed and say, well, he had all these sacks. Jay Reed turns it on late. He's got four sacks against the Rams alone late in the season. The last regular season game he had two and then two in the playoffs. So that just tells me that Dunlap made him better. He didn't make Dunlap better. He didn't make this defensive line better. Jay Reed is a baller, though. Let's not get it twisted. If you could keep Jay Reed and Dunlap, you do that. But you got to pick and choose. And I kind of like the direction they went. They still have Vince Mayoa. Puna Four is going to be in the mix more this year. I like what they have in the interior alignment. I think they might get another one. Now we talk about the corner spot. Yes, you lost Shaquille Griffin, but I think Witherspoon is, is comparable. I don't think he's as good as Shaquille Griffin, but I think he does some things well. I think he flies to the football when he recognizes what's going on. He's not afraid to hit, plays with some passion. All you need in this defense is a corner, that, corner that's going to keep things in front of him. He doesn't have to be a great corner. Just keep things in front of you, rally to the football, and I think Witherspoon has a chance to do that. You still got DJ Reed, though. Let's not sleep on DJ Reed. I think DJ Reed is going to compete for that starting spot, too. So I like where they're going. With all those moves being made, they've made, what, 11 transactions in nine days on the low, though. It's like they're doing it like they're trading right before the market closes. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're stealthy with their moves. I like what they're doing. I'm excited about this defense. If Dunlap didn't come back, I'd be a bit concerned. I'm like, all right, where are you going to get these other sacks from? But because Dunlap's here, I'm ready to go. Let's get it.
I feel the exact same way. Like, that was the move that, like, it really moved the needle for me. I like tighter. Like, I think that's, but I was immediately, does this mean they're not going to get Carlos Dunlap? Because I know we saw the impact Dunlap made when when I saw that he was back. And I'm glad I found out Reed was going first because I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, we're going to have to, we're going to cost yourself? I don't know if that, I mean, hey, I don't think that's a step in the right direction. And then I'm like, oh, but Carlos Dunlap's coming back. Oh, I get it now. Oh, yes. I feel you can look at it and say we're going to pick up right where we left off last season. Yeah, and and I like Puna. Puna getting re-signed. I think Puna's a, a big factor in this. I think LJ has a chance now. He's going to be moved in primarily to the inside is what I'm assuming with these moves. Um, You still got Rasheem Green. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a committee, and you need that one name on that defensive line, and you have it in Carlos Dunlap, and you might even have it in Kerry Hyder, too. I mean, this guy's no chump, eight and a half sacks. Um, he's been around. He's a veteran. He's been in situations. Experience is a lot in this league, and you're starting to get that on that defensive line. And this moves allows Daryl Taylor to develop. He doesn't need to come in and get sacks right now. Uh, it allows Owen Robinson to develop. He doesn't have to have that, that sophomore season where people are expecting him to do way more than he did last year. So not only does this move make your D-line better, it allows these young guys to relax. Get better week by week. We don't need 10 sacks out of you right now. If you get 10 sacks out of these young guys, good for you, but it's not a necessity. Mention Alton Robinson. Where did he go to school again? Forget. I always forget. Same place as <laughs> Billy Owens' love handles. <laughs> All right, question two time, Danny. Question two. That's the reason I hate Syracuse most of all is Billy Owens. The Warriors traded Mitch Richmond for Billy uh, Owens. Like, hey, Billy, Mitch. can you come here and play eating guard for us? It's like, <laughs> Mitch Richmond was awesome. We got Billy Owens. How big of a loss is Jay Reed? It's a big, oh man, it's a bigger loss if Dunlap isn't here. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a loss because you're losing a guy who was productive, especially at that D tackle spot. Only guys I expect to get a bunch of sacks at D tackle are Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Other than that, I'm like, okay, you take the double team, we'll be okay with ten sacks. I mean, excuse me, ten tackles in in two to three sacks because that's just how that position is. So when you lose a D tackle who's doing things that not a lot of other D tackles are doing then you're taking a step back. But you take a step forward when you sign guys on the edge who are going to kind of pick up that slack. So it is a loss, but you have young guys, you have veterans. I think they'll be okay. If I could keep Jay Reed, I'd keep Jay Reed, but I'll take Dunlap, Mayoa, and Hyder over Jay Reed. I think it's a step back in the short term, but I think you're going to miss Shaquille Griffin a lot more. And my big frustration with Reed and one of the reasons I thought the contract that he got after 19 was strange, he's, when he's good, he's good. He's just very inconsistent. And I feel like when you're paying somebody who's inconsistent something that amounts to a $13.5 million cap hit for this season, and you weren't willing to give Jadevi, or excuse me, not Jadevi, Pani, Carlos Dunlap, $14 million this year, this was the common sense decision that you try to renegotiate and if he's not willing to do it then you see what you can get in return for him but I think it's going to be difficult for them to trade him yeah it's going to be tough that's a big ticket right there man and you can look at the stats and say he was productive but he wasn't productive really until late the last five weeks of the season he's got five sacks and two games with multiple sacks you'll take him all day but you're right he was kind of spotty but that's that's the life of a of a normal d tackle is that you're going to be spotty you're not going to 
make all these huge plays and, and be a household name like Aaron Donald. Man, it's probably the, the least glamorous position in all of football. D-tackle, you get double team, you're just asked to stalemate and get your butt kicked every week. Oh, um, <clears throat> Jay Reed's going to be missed, but I'm okay with the move. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle usually has pretty clear lines about what they sort of their pay structure at defensive line. And and Reed was the exception in that they paid him sort of in line with what Michael Bennett got as, as someone who could provide pass rush from that interior spot. And I think that what you pointed to, Bump, early in this segment was that when did when did Reed's sacks tick up this past year? It was when Dunlap got there. He wasn't necessarily no. creating pressure from the inside. He was benefiting from attention that they paid to the outside guys. And I think Seattle was like, we like Jay Reed as a player. We're just not going to pay that extra ooh, for him to provide pass rush because we don't think that he's actually doing that. He's more of that early down run stuffer. So now I want to see how Puna's production picks up. Is he going to get what, – what, what can we – what do we want out of Puna out of this situation? What, three or four sacks? Is that a win for Puna this year? And I think if you're creating chaos on the outside – Quarterback's going to have to step up in the pocket, so there will be some opportunities for Puna. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, if I'm 12 listeners out there, I wouldn't put too much pressure on Puna and expect eight sacks. That's just not how that position works. Jay Reed did his thing. He benefited. But right now, you just want Puna to, to clog the A and the B gap, baby. Get after the quarterback when you can. Question three. Malcolm Butler is now in the NFC West after the Arizona Cardinals signed him yesterday. The signing sparked... Some petty wars in this league, the NFL. The Cardinals tweeted as if he wasn't already one of our favorites with a smirk emoji, and they tweeted a video of the play that shall not be named. The Seahawks responded saying, we hope y'all enjoy that Super Bowl ring in the building because, of course, it wasn't a Super Bowl that they actually won. The Cardinals responded by changing their location to living rent-free in the Seahawks' heads. So, some fun petty wars before we dive into whether or not the Seahawks won, the Cardinals won the online battle. What do you make of Malcolm Butler signing with Arizona, who, of course, parted ways with Patrick Peterson this offseason, who's now with Minnesota? Things all right. It's not a not like an even swap, I don't think. <laughs> I think Malcolm Butler had a few good years, and now he's become a slightly above-average corner. It's a good signing for them. I don't think Ma- Malcolm Butler doesn't deserve to be in the league or whatnot. So good for them. What's, what's funny to me about this situation is you got two organizations going at it on Twitter, right? And I'm here for it. I love it. I pick up my phone every 10 minutes to see what's going on on Twitter. But is it really two organizations or two interns that are like 22 years old just going back and forth? <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I got them. We got them this time. Like, what is it going to be like when they see each other? Like, at a combine or, or anywhere? So it's outside is two organizations, but it's really like two 22-year-olds going at it. And I like it, man. I'm here for it. Here, here's what I would say, though. If, if I'm Malcolm Butler, I'm not sure how I feel about this from this regard. Because DK Metcalf responded, no, Arizona Cardinals, you're all going out like that. If you're Malcolm Butler, do you want DK Metcalf paying that extra bit of attention? Like, I mean, if, if I'm Malcolm Butler, I'm like, I'm old as hell. Like that was that was seven years ago. <laughs> you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get that guy all jacked. You go cover him. You why don't you go cover him? That dude's built like an action figure. And remember what Darius Slay had to say about just DK deciding to randomly bully corners and all those other corners who have randomly decided 
to was it Brandon Graham that was saying something to him? Like right, he's big, and he took and, it out on did, Darius Slay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. He's not going to fight someone his size in that situation. But whether it was who was that guy in the Cardinals that he drove crazy? Uh, there were a couple of other cornerbacks over the course of last year. Drake Kirkpatrick. Drake Kirkpatrick. That he got it. He got into his mm-hmm. head and absolutely messed with Stephon him. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, if if I'm if I'm Malcolm Butler, I just I'm like, dude, come on, come on! I don't need the target. <laughs> if I put the target on my back, that's fine. But I don't need the 22 year old intern. You got to be careful with what you do on social media. Amazon Amazon found that out for real yesterday. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll explain mm-hmm. that here. Blue 42 <laughs> is brought to you by Frost Brewed Coors Light.